the college football experience week nine season preview episode on sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You already play fantasy on sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download it. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. This is Brian Bosworth, aka the Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Colby swinging database dad, aka pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's great to be going. Look, we're in the middle of going through all 131 FBS teams. Subscribe to the College Football Experience on any platform you can find podcasts. Also subscribe on YouTube. Hopefully you're on YouTube now watching this thing go on live, but uh, yeah, we're going to give you a preview, but this isn't that episode. This is our week by week preview. We hit you on many levels talking college football year round. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing wheeling a dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, oh, I love that part when it starts heating up. Great song there. <laughs> we are also joined by third man in the booth. He was on vacation. He I, he sent me a photo. I thought it was a fucking Norman Rockwell painting. <laughs> Give it up for uh, the DFS god himself, the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, Tobacco Road living, the free lock giving, former former Herd of Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. I didn't know Norman Rockwell uh, painted the University of Maine football stadium, but he should have because <laughs> it was beautiful. Look, That's right. It was on one you of his missed out if he didn't. Look, he's got a lot of art. Everyone <laughs> like he normally has like a, a, a famous 
painting of like a kid sledding through fucking Nantucket or something, right? Americana. Yeah. Instead, if you go deep enough in the Norman Rockwell catalog, you will see, you will see the main black bears taking on, taking on the St. John back then it was St. John's wasn't pussies and they had a football program. So uh, anyway, you know, you know, I caught some flack about my picture doing the uh, three point stance at the 50 yard line. Uh, I heard some know. people were saying I was old that, you know, my, uh, uh, you know, the three point stance could have been better. Maybe uh, my technique wasn't quite there. <laughs> well, got to brush up brother. <laughs> got to brush up. Yeah. I mean, you did kind of look like Patrick Ewing on the Seattle supersonics. <laughs> All right. Uh, or Larry Johnson wearing enough. that back brace on the New York Knicks. Oh, oh, oh. I kind of felt like him too. <laughs> well, look, we got to pick a bunch of, sh- a bunch of games. Hopefully you've tuned in and checked out our other episodes. If you haven't, we've picked every single week of the season, kind of have a draft, uh, but we got to get to that. But before we have a lot of news, this is not your traditional college football season. It's been chaos. It's been wild. The NIL, the transfer portal guys uh, and recruiting because look his his uh, uncles might have been lawn chairs but arch manning is a is a uh, he's a texas longhorn <laughs> all right he says uh, bring out that lawn chair down to austin let's do this damn thing so steve sarkeesian somehow i have to believe this is a result of the nil no one just said hey i want to play for sark and go 5 and 7 Right, but at the same time, the Mannings have a ton of money. I don't think money's a big factor for the Mannings. Still, I mean, don't you want to give your son a couple, a cool million dollars when he turns eighteen? I'm sure they paid up. I'm sure. I'm sure Texas paid up. I mean, he turns down Georgia and Bama, which were the last three teams on his list, so to go to Texas. So perhaps we will see some uh, diversity in college football, especially when Texas. So this might get them to six and six if (laughs) if they play their cards right. Uh, what do you make of the move, NC Nick Arch Manning? Everyone's talking about him. Uh, they got the golden arch. We got the golden uh, <laughs> whatever. Whatever Arca. Cleo McDowell says in Coming to America. Uh, well, I, I don't think, and I, I don't think NIL played that big of a deal here because I think all of those top teams were probably offering somewhat similar packages. I would think. I mean, we don't know that, but I don't think Texas was just you know that head and shoulders above the rest of the field as far as compensation. Uh, but I just think uh, who knows? I mean, Texas does recruit. Well, they've always recruited. Well, uh, is it a questionable decision by art? Yeah, you could certainly argue that, uh, but he wanted to blaze his own trail for the longhorns, I suppose. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to root against them. <laughs> and, and look, I, I, as far as I know now that the big 12, it seems like Oklahoma are going to stay in the big Oklahoma and Texas are going to stay in the big 12 to 2025. So, you, so arch might have one year in the he SEC. might be heading into Cincinnati. Oh, he might be heading into the moon bounce down in Orlando. Uh, some, some hornet's nests. He's uh, not accounting or for or Provo. That. Maybe he'll soak in Provo. Uh, that yeah, you know, signing up for Texas doesn't really sign up for you know, going to Manhattan or going to Ames. You know, I'm Manhattan, Kansas, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, Manhattan so. is the Heisman Trophy. That's, That's where they right. they they uh, settle He's that. Got to so. go to the Little Apple before he can get to the Big Apple. <laughs> Come on. Uh, also other news. I mean, there's a lot to talk about on the recruiting trail. We had Ruben Owens, a, f- a, f- a four-star or five-star, depending on what platform you use out of Texas. He turned down Georgia. He turned down a and M to go to Louisville mm. and th- Louisville is having an unbelievable recruiting class. Scott Satterfield may be on the hot seat, but I'm sure 
This is one of those ones, Patty C, that we talked about mm-hmm. in the NIL era. Louisville could be a fucking juggernaut. All right, they got Papa John's money. It's no longer Papa John. It's the Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know what's going on, but they have a money recruiting class right now. I think number twelve in the nation. They are landing players that they would have never landed before. So I can only uh, I can only guess that it's the the NIL. But what do you make of this going on, Patty C? Well, uh, it's kind of like you said, um, or I don't know if we discussed this on air, but Louisville is the type of program that would utilize NIL and whatever advantages they can get. I feel like, I mean, uh, they're almost an SEC program. They kind of belong. They have like the same mindset or philosophy as an SEC program. That might save the ACC. Who is it? Patino was it, was it, was it, were his infractions in the SEC for uh, Louisville basketball? They also have, uh, they also have very or sorry, they also have very lax academic standards like SEC schools. (laughs) Certain SEC schools, but uh, a lot of SEC schools, but everyone not named Vandy, (laughs) right? Uh, No, LSU. No, not LSU. What am I saying? Rick Pitino. He was at, uh, he was at Louisville when he caught a lot of those sanctions, right? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes. And and everyone was like the stripper thing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, Couple little scandals. I mean, yeah. I feel like that they're would... Ole Miss of the of the East. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're very similar to <laughs> Ole Miss to me. Um, but this is that's huge. I mean, Louisville, if they continue on this path, I mean, this is what I mean about the NIL, though. I think we talked about it on the Duke preview. Go listen to the Duke preview. If anyone wants to come up and that has money, it, this is like Major League Baseball. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the top franchise that want to spend the most. I, I like I said, I, I can see the bad side of that, but I can also see the I can appreciate that that's been going on for a long time. If you only yeah. had a few people allowed to that party, uh, it seems like now everyone's getting an invite if they got the money. That's right. So it's been like uh, baseball, but now it's just different teams have money. Yeah, it's something to, to monitor. And then we also had this story recruiting wise, Jaden Rashada once again. Florida. Uh, apparently, everyone said he was going to Florida. Like it was a done deal. He was going to Florida. Well, last second, he he goes to Miami. A a lawyer or an agent brokered this, and he uh, he definitely said the 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 <laughs> he, he came at the University of Florida saying, "I would never advise any of my clients to go to Florida because their NIL collective is all over the place." Now the really? NIL collective said be that organized man. The NIL collective said that they had not even talked to him. Of course, that's a great answer. But um, regardless, there's speculation that this four star out of, out of California uh, might have got paid. Patty, see, I think we saw all the way up to eleven million dollars. I heard nine and a half. <laughs> Either way, hilarious. Fuck you to the University of Florida, and I think they should schedule each other more often because this makes for great entertainment. We're talking about Miami and Florida yes. or yeah. I mean, it's a shame. Nevin Shapiro was like 10 years before his time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he would was, be so great right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, he'd have he really that program would. running. What is he like? Five, four. He's like the Dan Snyder of college football. He <laughs> <laughs> would be so great. You think he's been to Epstein Island? No, <laughs> I think all of South Florida yeah. is Epstein Island. Let's be honest. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, look, that's, it's fun to see how chippy this, this got Florida message boards are calling out Miami mess. Like just people all over the internet talking shit to one another. Nice. That's what I we like. It. We, we <laughs> want a rivalry back in college football. And that kind of helps me hop into this next thing. It is a good segue. 
because the ACC has deemed starting in 2023. I don't know why not this year, but starting in 2023, they are going to go to a three, five, five format for scheduling. So they have three rivals for every that's, single that's, team in the land. That's not a defense. It's yes. not the three, five, five. It's not Gary Patterson's love song. All right. Uh, Which would be a great defense if you can get 13 guys on the field, but uh, sorry, go ahead. No. So, so you got, they released these things. This is happening. This is, this is a done deal. It's happening next year. Uh, they released three years of scheduling data for this all the way up to, or no, I think even more than that, all, all the way up to 2026. But I mean, some of these, we got to just go through, I'm going to go through ready. You ready for this? Uh, Boston college. There are three rivals, Miami, Pittsburgh, Syracuse. You know what? I'm on board. I'm not complaining there. Right? Yeah. Clemson gets Florida State, Georgia Tech, NC State. I think they got it right. Yeah, that's fine. I guess. Florida, <laughs> yeah. Duke gets North Carolina, NC State, and Wake Forest. Beautiful. Keep it in. Yeah. The, keep it in the state. That's perfect. Yes. Florida State gets. This one's great. This <laughs> one's absolutely fucking great. They get Clemson. Great rivalry, I guess. Miami, which we know is a great rivalry. And Syracuse. <laughs> Nothing better than the border battle between <laughs> Syracuse, New York, and Tallahassee, Florida. A, a lot of New Yorkers retire in Florida. It's kind of a border battle. <laughs> it's a snowbird yeah. battle. <laughs> My problem is none of them are Syracuse football fans. All right. <laughs> I mean, this one's ridiculous. I'm sorry. They probably should have put Georgia Tech in there instead of Syracuse. Yeah, but yes. in or, general, or any in general, put Wake Forest I, there. <laughs> there's going to be some ones that don't make sense. I don't think you can fit everything in there Why? perfectly. Why? I haven't happen? tried. No, yeah. you can't. I haven't tried to fit yeah, everything have. in yes. perfectly. I have oh, tried. Oh, you just have to make this puzzle. It took me three seconds to make the adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Florida State playing Syracuse, they play Georgia Tech. The geographically huh. and, closest. And then hang on, let me okay. get let me address the rest. Okay. Yeah. Georgia Tech gets Clemson, Louisville, and Wake Forest. I can see Georgia Tech and Wake Forest kind of. Yeah, oh, I mean, they played it's, a bunch. It's, it's a yeah, it's a pri- two private schools, two ac- high academic standards. They, they kind of make sense. I mean, kind of. Louisville gets Georgia Tech, Miami, and Virginia. They're still trying to uh, substitute Miami or uh, Louisville for Maryland and and act like Maryland or Louisville, Virginia is the rivalry that Maryland, Virginia was, and it's not. They have no history. <laughs> it's stupid. I, I do like the the Louisville Miami thing because for the longest time Louisville like recruited almost strictly in Florida, especially yeah. South Florida. I like that yeah. too. I know me and Pat. We'll talk about that in the well, second. I like that yeah. one too. I just don't think it should replace Tech. But so Miami gets Boston yeah. College, Florida State, and Louisville. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of people that say Virginia Tech Miami should have been on there. You said Miami gets yeah. Florida State, yeah. Boston College, check check, and then Louisville not bad. So uh, North Carolina gets Duke, NC State Virginia. I like I'm it. I'm on board. That's right. That's perfect. I'm on board. Yeah. NC State gets Clemson, Duke, North Carolina. I think the only thing interesting here is shouldn't Wake Forest been in there? Yes, yes. I think it would have been locally. Nice. Uh, Locally, a lot of people are saying, you know, but the, the, you know, the good thing is that so they don't play every year. They play was it every other year, three, 
other, yeah. other years. So, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not, not the end of the world. Bad. Well, yeah. Pitt right. gets Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. I think that's a win for, for Pitt. Perfect. Right? Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. Yes. It, it does work. Yeah. yeah. Syracuse, though, gets Boston College, Florida State, and Pitt. Look, I, I think you you probably should have gotten a team closer. You should have gotten Louisville yeah, to play or Syracuse. Even Virginia. Like, yeah. I feel like uh, Virginia gets uh, Louisville and uh, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. So you keep the Carolina Virginia rivalry and the Virginia Tech Virginia, Virginia. rivalry, and you force that us. works. And when Louisville yeah. comes up because of NIL money and goes to the SEC, and we're able to steal Maryland back because they suck in the Big Ten. No, Big Ten money's then, way, be- way better than the ACC. Then you can just resubstitute yeah. Maryland back in, and then it works. Uh, That's and here's the thing. <laughs> Kentucky does not want Louisville in the SEC. No, they if don't. they have anything yes. to say about it, they won't get in. And Maryland makes way too much money in the Big Ten. They're very happy with okay. their decision. Okay. Uh, Throw salt in my uh, grand plan there. Virginia Tech gets Pitt, which I like. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get Virginia, and then they get this this classic rivalry. Which I got to be honest, the more I thought about it, Patty C, I slept on it last night. I do recall that zero zero overtime <laughs> game. <laughs> Frank Beamer's right. rejoicing. Uh, Virginia fists Tech in the air. Wake Forest. That's a rivalry now. They're deeming hey, out a rivalry. Geographically speaking, it's probably the closest, other than UVA. Still, yeah. I mean, they still haven't on. played in like five years. I looked this up the other day, right? Uh, Wake no, Forest. You're right. You're right. Well, and here's the worst part for Wake Forest. I think they got fucked the worst. Duke. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. So they don't get NC State or North Carolina. They don't even get How Virginia. That's a good thing. They have an, an, an easier route, right? No, but I'm talking about for rivalry's sake. I True, would think you go Duke. A... I mean, even Wake Forest, Virginia, the academic schools. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. And Wake Forest recruits the shit out of Virginia, so there'd be a lot of they give them tech. You know, players. Uh, another thing I want to add on to this: they still did eight game conference scheduling. <laughs> that that's the biggest flaw to me. You can have look. I I know we could dive into each one of these rivals. I, I I can't emphasize enough how shitty that is for college football. Eight, it, they need to all the power five need to be on the same level. Whether yeah. if it's eight, yeah. then everyone needs to go eight. If it's nine, then everyone needs to go nine. Per, if you're trying to get these rivalries to stick within the conference, I would suggest nine. Well, you would think all right the the Pac ten when they had ten, it made a lot of sense for everyone to play the other nine teams. In fact, it would make no sense for them to only play eight. Within right. the Big Twelve, it was kind of similar. I guess they could get close enough, right? Now that the Big Twelve is going to twelve or fourteen, you know, then you would think, okay, we can d- do away with the nine-game conference slate and at least drop down to eight and go. No, but I think if if okay, a lot of this reasoning for this realignment stuff is attendance has been down. College football TV rating wise has even been slightly down, but especially attendance. And you could argue it's the fact that Furman's playing fucking Alabama and Nick Saban's bitching about fans not showing up. But <laughs> some of it is also the fact that Syracuse fans don't want to go all the way down to, to, uh, I don't know, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. That's a far fucking trip. Just like West Virginia fans. It's like, huh? We used to have to go to Pitt 45 minutes or, or Rutgers a couple hours. Now we got to go to Waco, right? Conference yeah. realignment has fucked up that. Sure. So they're, they're well, trying to and ju- do. And just wait now, you know, as we slip into a recession, you know, people won't be able to afford these big road trips. They won't be able to afford as many expensive things like season tickets. Yeah. And, and I think, That's true. I think college football is kind of having this 
renaissance where they're coming back to wanting to play their rivals, right? It's a good that, thing. Yes, that is a very good thing. My and problem general, is, though, is is with nine conference games, you're going to get more of that. So like Virginia Tech, Miami, where yeah. they they deem that not a rivalry, even though we all think maybe it is, right? Well, if you the more conference, if you did six and six each year, that's the, there would be one team that potentially you play two years in a row, right? Yeah, that your chances of having that happen would be good for the sport just because you're tr- you're going to have another rivalry. Oh, obviously yeah. within your conference, assuming your conference is pretty much geographically like based, then the more conference games you play, you would think the less travel you have to do. Yeah. Then I, again, they fill in those teams with some local FCS schools, so maybe not. But, but still, I still feel like if you're trying to get attendance, trying to fill out no one's stadium. going to the fucking FCS games. That's yeah, apparent. That's true. Right? Then you would think you would want to do Or a local local group of 5 team. Yeah, but even that is that bringing in when Charlotte plays Wake Forest or Duke or something? Yeah, are are they, are they going to bring in or or is it going to be when they bring in you know NC State you know or whoever you know yeah. what I mean? My point is is that the more the more they schedule, see the college football landscape's been dumb over the past ever since we have this four team invitational, we've avoided playing tough opponents in my opinion, which has then hurt t- season ticket sales, right? Sure, yeah, definitely. So. A large playoff would solve all of this. A large <laughs> playoff a would solve all of this because you'd say, "Hey, we get this game again." Oh, let's go. Um, it, it, it's just, uh, just. I think nine so, conference games makes makes more sense if you're trying to build, if you're trying to get more money, more people to come see you, and also from a television standpoint, you're trying to have more relevant games. Yeah, yeah, from a television. But it, it yeah. doesn't help if the ACC switched, but the SEC didn't. True. True. Yeah, obviously there's a clear advantage for teams in leagues with eight uh, game conference schedules because they can load up on some cupcakes out of conference, and if if they are a team that's vying for you know a playoff berth, they can get an, an easier route. That's why it's there. Well, so yeah, if like yeah, for, for college football in general, it's not a good thing. But, but yes, good luck and trying no, to though. convince. Yes, and good no, luck though. trying to convince a conference to go back to nine. If if there's not an expanded playoff, well, no, no, but I think you need to do that even if there's not because your strength of schedule because the new SEC when Texas and Oklahoma get in there, they're gonna be like a three. They're gonna put in a three loss team over a a ten and two Wake Forest team or something like that. So if you if you were to, to strengthen up your schedule because unfortunately they are gonna go by the strength of schedule thing that's already fucking strength jaded. Strength of schedule right? will never supersede uh, record. Only on a group of five at the power when five Texas level. Texas and Oklahoma get in the SEC. It's gonna be a game changer, dude. Sure, that's it's gonna be a different. Yes, look. and they're gonna take teams that are gonna be ten and three lost teams over a team that will be. I wouldn't be surprised if if they did that if if Wake Forest went eleven and one. A three lost Texas. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you want to beef up your your strength of schedule. I think you want to do that by adding more conference games. I think that would have to happen a couple of years first before a conference would react that way. Uh, I still don't know if, if the SEC, even with those additions, are going to get like three teams in the playoff. I mean, yeah, ESPN they're pretty accustomed to getting is two. in charge of that. Guess who ESPN's? T- it's a complete conflict of interest. As I mean, we know this is a sham for a long time. Yes, yes, I mean, we're getting we're getting uh, you know down a different road. But so look, look, you can nitpick. This uh, this new ACC plan, and it's not it's not perfect, but it's I think we can all agree it's better. Oh yeah, go back to your fixing. Okay, all right. Well, all right, Patty, b- b- before yeah, yeah, Patty yeah. does that, can we all agree that it's better than what is in place now? Of yes. course. Where, you know, teams 
where Duke and NC State play every seven years, of even course. though they're 15 of miles course. apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I okay. mean, at so least, at least it's, a, it's a good thing. We get that every other year now, or that one every year now, but certain rivalries yeah. that probably should happen every year are having every other year at least. But we still get Syracuse, Florida State every year. Thank God that one's not gone. Uh, <laughs> I do want to see how Patty, you know, worked it out. You know, what he switched around to make it work. So I mean, I haven't, us. I haven't like gone in a deep dive, but there were just like right off the bat, I was like, okay, Florida State is playing uh, Syracuse. Florida State and Georgia have been in the ACC together. Georgia Tech, Georgia or Tech. Georgia Tech. Right? Yeah, yeah. Florida State and uh, Georgia Tech have been in the ACC together since what '92 when Florida State joined. They're the geographically closest teams to each other, and uh, they have them playing Syracuse who, um, you know, could play Louisville, you know, and Louisville's Louisville's yeah. this thing that doesn't have any rivals. So you can completely manipulate their schedule to match them up who you want. But it just so happens that a lot of the teams up North don't have other long-term conference rivals either. So because they were together in the big East or at different right. times in the big East, put them together. It makes sense, yeah. you know, and, and they probably played each other more and lo and behold, Florida state and Georgia tech played each other more. Same thing. Like, okay. I, I, what I think is there's probably like a competitive balance thing in play here that Florida state versus Miami Clemson and Georgia tech every year is probably kind of unfair to Florida state. If Syracuse is playing Boston college, Louisville and Pitt every year, um, it's not like Georgia tech's any good, but I guess they have a better history. Let me ask of. you this. They does, have more potential. <laughs> I would think, will it hurt Virginia yeah. tech that they don't, I mean, they don't draw Georgia tech or Miami. I mean, those are two cities that you could really recruit in. Would it hurt who? Does it hurt Virginia Tech that they don't get Atlanta or Miami or 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 anywhere in Florida? You could definitely make the argument that you know there are recruiting advantages for you know playing certain teams every year. Um, yeah. But and I, I know that like you know when they made the divisions before they wanted to make sure each team had the opportunity to play in Florida. That's why they put Florida State and Miami in different divisions. Um, but the other thing is okay. I know you said uh, Louisville and Miami. Yeah. I like it. You know, I remember when Petrino was playing. I, I think that it's a Snellenberg bowl. Snellenberg I like it. Bowl, I yeah. like it. Both are <laughs> asshole kind of teams. You know, they fought yeah. each other back in the day. They have a similar vibe. So I don't mind it. That one could get chippy pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it's been chippy, but Virginia tech, uh, Miami has a, a better history to this point. And I think both fans consider it more of a rivalry. And, um, you know, if you, what, what the, the thing that's confusing to me is like a Vir Virginia tech versus wake. If you're trying to make that a geographic rivalry, why are you taking a shitty geographic rivalry and trying to make that and then not at the same time willing to take a non-geographic rival in Syracuse and Florida State and try and make that a thing? Like, yeah. It just makes more sense. Take if you're going to do a non-geographic rivalry, make it a good rivalry, Virginia Tech Miami. And then if you don't have a rival for Syracuse, don't give them a team on the other fucking side of the coast, you know, put them against Louisville. I wonder if Syracuse is happy with that for recruiting in Florida, or are they are they pissed about that because I mean they would their still fans are never going to show up down there. They would still get down there every year if they just put Miami and Florida State on you know alternating years. Like they would still be playing a Florida team every single year. What do you guys think of this too? The top two ACC record win percentages will play in the ACC championship. I think that's interesting because like because you could have a, you could have a situation where uh, you know. Georgia Tech, uh, you know, loses every out of conference game, but they 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 win the uh, the their schedule and uh, is it conference win percentage or is it conference over? win percentage? Conference win percentage. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's yeah. always the case. I've never seen any conference take overall record into consideration. That's true. I'm trying to think, but if it, you're right. Yeah. If Syracuse somehow went eight and zero in conference but finished eight and four, 
and then Miami lost to Florida State <laughs> in their only loss of the season. Would you rather see Miami and Florida State rematch, or would you rather see Florida State Syracuse or whoever? You know? Well, that Florida State Syracuse is a rivalry. That's game, true. So we'd want to see that. That's true. Uh, all right, look, let's hop into this mix. We still got uh, thirty picks uh, to do here, but before we get into our draft, I gotta get us paid. All right, I want to tell the folks out there that. This guy's opening up. He sounds like a fucking duck over yeah, he's there. Got a duck call. Uh, uh, look, uh, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, make sure to get down on WinBet's fifty dollars to win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. And right now, they have the ultimate fantasy football experience, where if you bet five hundred dollars or more on sports or in the in the casino before July thirty first, two thousand twenty two. You get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at the Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Yes, your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed as well. So there's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older. President of the state where play the WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Micro machines. Yes. Uh, all right, folks, it's it's that time. All right, it is that time. Where let me just cue up something here. Let me just cue up this. We are now drafting. It is week nine, and I finally feel like the schedule gets interesting. We've we've alluded to this on earlier episodes that uh, this year's kind of been a little weak so far. I think week nine gets us back yes, on sir. track. Great week. I'm actually a little bit bitter and I'll explain it away. Um, but uh, let's, let's hop into it first. Uh, by the way, I am on the clock first pick for best game. We're going to go through 30 picks of the best 30 games of the, of the week for week nine, 2022. Let's roll guys. We got a brand. I mean, there, there's a lot to like on this, on this uh, schedule here, but I got to take you to happy Valley, Pennsylvania. I feel like everyone wants to talk Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan finally got that win last year, but over the past decade, in my opinion, Penn state, Ohio state has been the real rivalry in the big 10 North or I'm sorry, East. I'm sorry. Jeez. Uh, so give me, uh, give me Ohio state going to happy Valley. Remember that? Remember that block kick return for a touchdown. I mean, even that the games in Columbus have been fun. I, th- I feel like Penn state's had them on the edge a couple times and, and botched it. Uh, give me Ohio state at Penn state is the best game of the week. NC Nick, your thoughts. I agree, man. I had a number one too. Uh, this is ho- uh, Halloween weekend. Uh, you know, this is going to be a whiteout. You know, it's going to be prime time. And I think it's actually, you could argue that it's Ohio State's toughest game of the year. Because every all year, of the other, every year, I feel like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, they're scheduled loaded this year, but they're all home games. They get Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan at home. So this is definitely their toughest road trip. They also play at Michigan State, which, you know, uh, it's, it's tough as well. But yeah, these games in Happy Valley in Happy Valley are classics. You know, there was the uh, the 2016 game where Penn State won by three, and 2018 Ohio State won by one. These games always deliver. It's my number one too. Can't wait for it. Boom, Patty C. Ohio State, Penn State. I would have to agree with you. Top game of the week. 
Uh, if Penn State could have found a way to want, win more than one out of what the last ten or they so, they had them on the edge before. They just they do one oh. of the games they were up by ten with like seven minutes left and lost yeah. in Columbus. Brutal, brutal. Uh, I'm looking here. Seven of the last eight contests decided by two touchdowns or less. Very competitive, even when Ohio State is in national championship contention. So Penn State, right there, uh, when when they joined in the '90s, Nick, you were a big Penn State fan back then. Penn State kind of had control of that series, or it was at least pretty competitive, right? Well, at, at that time, Ohio State wasn't you know what they are now, and I think Penn State, you know, those were kind of Paterno's golden years. You know, the team in '94 that went undefeated. So uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I don't have the you know, the record, the uh, series in front of me, but I think Penn State won probably at least three quarters of those games through that decade or so. Yeah, I'm looking right now. It looks it looks almost fifty fifty actually. It looks uh, yeah yeah from ninety three to ninety nine. The first six seven years they were in the conference, it was within a game at least. Let me see what really is. yeah four to three in favor of Ohio State for the really first. yeah see, wow in favor of the Buckeyes yeah. too wow. But it looks like Ohio State was winning close in several of those games. Penn State won by uh, forty-nine in one of those games. So I mean, it's it's easy to remember Penn State's dominance in some of those games, especially when Penn State went undefeated one of those years. They seem like the better right. team. At, although Ohio State was elite in the nineties too. Either way, this rivalry since they both joined the Big Ten has been awesome. And now that Michigan's taking a step back, you're right. Best rivalry in the Big Ten East for sure. Michigan has taken a step back. Well. I mean, before, before, <laughs> let me ask you this before last year is Ohio mm-hmm. is Ohio state going to win this game. Yeah. I'm going to say no, no, I think Penn state, really? I think Penn state gets them. I Ohio mean, state. you're telling me that I have to pick, you know, don't even worry about spread just straight up. Who's going to win. I mean, yeah. he had to pick the Buckeyes, you know, sure. It's a very dangerous road trip, road trip. I would not be surprised one bit if Penn state won, but I had to pick the Buckeyes. I'm taking Penn State upset special. All right, I've done All this right. every year. Patty C laughed at me when I told him Purdue was going to beat Ohio State a few years ago. He laughed at me when I said Iowa was going to beat Ohio State a couple years ago. This is my one for this year, buddy. Wow, calling it early. Wouldn't Let me. Be, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Let's see the lead up to this one. Sean Clifford, first time in his career, he's had a, a, a two years with the same offensive coordinator. Wow, mm. could be a, a breakout year for Clifford. Ohio State hosting Iowa the week before. Penn State. Uh, hosting Minnesota the week before, but then you know, I don't know. It it looks like a a competitive game here. I would love to see Penn State win. All right. Well, look. Next up on the clock, it is Patty C. Uh, where to go? You have about three games here, maybe four games here that are all very close to and could be uh, in second place here. I am going to go with just because I don't know. I don't know. Who, I think Michigan, I'll go Michigan, Michigan state <laughs> does. This is a great question because this, so Michigan state at Michigan does Mel Tucker go three and O against Jim Harbaugh. Oh man. I mean, uh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh is just three and four overall versus Michigan state. And uh, in the last 15 games, Michigan State is 10 and 5 over Jeez. the Wolverines. I, I Big have, brother. I have a terrible <laughs> memory of this because I was a guy that bet on Michigan on the money line. Uh, or the block punt game? The block punt game. 
I'm sitting there <laughs> celebrating. I'm celebrating it and, and uh, talking to my guy, rest in peace, Richard Alderete. And, and you know, I'm sitting there saying like, Oh, this was easy money. I knew Michigan was going to get him this year. And then boom. And that stupid punter. If he just, if he just goes down on the ground, <laughs> it was all worth it though, to get that, to get that, um, that, uh, that gif or that meme of that fan. Uh, yeah, the, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. What do they call that uh, surrender Cobra? Oh, uh-huh, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can speak on this game because my wife is a Michigan state grad and her family is like divided, you know, I mean, half of it is Michigan fans, half Michigan state. So it's always on, you know, at our house every year. And it is a fun game. It's a great robbery. I had one game higher, and I'm gonna pick next. I'll tell it to you. But yeah, you can't argue. This is a great game. So I actually uh, had and, and it, it's always too. yeah. Uh, okay, did yeah. you? Okay. Well, yeah. well, so this game, I think you know schedules are trying to become like a more of a pattern. So these games are always holiday um, Halloween weekend. Uh, is I think that that's right? both Michigan State. Yeah, but that's. You know, Florida, Georgia, Michigan State, Michigan, and I think Ohio State, Penn State now, too. Interesting. Haunted house. Uh, both teams treating this game with respect uh, to taking a bye week before it. Uh, Harbaugh. That's the other thing I've noticed. I'm sorry to cut you off, but a lot of these games this week, there are some big robbery games, and both teams have buys. It, it's, it, it almost seems like conferences are trying to plan. You know, for when when teams face each other, they have a buy. The other, you know, both teams have I a buy. I kind of hate one. though that we kind of had three lackluster weeks. Like, spread some of this out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, yeah. A, week here. it's a great week, but it at is. the same time, it spread is. it out a little bit. Um, I hear you. All right, NC Nick. I already mentioned it. Colby and I have been there. The world's largest cocktail party. 3:30 p.m. like usual, you know, again, both teams coming off a bye. Uh it may not have been a big uh, a game last year. Uh, Georgia won 34 to 7 and actually Georgia's won 4 out of the last 5. And I guess it might be the same thing this year. <laughs> no, but, but come on. It's Florida Georgia world's largest cocktail party. This game's great every year. But me and Patty C were just talking about this. The wheels came off with like two, it was a 7 nothing game yeah. with like 2 minutes left before the half. That's and, right. And uh, I want to say Anthony Richardson scrambles around, fumbles the ball. Uh, Georgia scores. And then I want to say it was like a pick six. All of a sudden, it was 20, like within two minutes, it went from seven nothing to like 28 nothing, I feel like, or 21 nothing yeah. at the half. And you're like, oh man, it looked like Florida was right. actually, this was going to be a really good close game. But. Yeah. And, was, and let's face it, Georgia lost everybody. So this this game's interesting. It it could be closer than than some might expect. I I mean, look, the fan bases are great. I was making this case on the Florida preview, the Florida team preview, that uh, I wish this would be on campus because I have memories of it being on campus. But to be honest, I I I was wrong. I mean, yes, I was right that they did play on campus in the '90s for a few years, and I yeah. would prefer that, but I didn't realize that they've been playing in Jacksonville since like the 1920s. So, uh, and we had a pretty good time in Jacksonville too. Yeah, <laughs> lots of history. Sh- shout out to Jacoby. Shout out to Jacoby. <laughs> I want to. I want to make a clarification. I know you already know this, but uh, uh, and are, are are just cutting off the outdoor word here for uh, studio time. But world's largest outdoor cocktail party. 
Thank you, college that football, true. for keeping this well, outdoors. That's Imagine true. putting this in a dome. Imagine if yeah, they put this in a Georgia dome. That would be terrible. It would no. ruin the rivalry. But I do think they were trying to get away from calling it the out, the, the, the world's biggest cocktail party. And I'm like, what what kind of world are we living yeah, in? Yeah, What's it called now? It's, it's called, called something like the else. It's called the world's right? biggest uh, party. I don't know. Out of some shit like that. I don't know. It's it's something it's something. Did they rename it? They tried to. Oh, we're not giving on. it that. It's like the Red River Shootout. The trying to, people yeah. of Georgia and Florida and North Florida. The, I feel like they want to embrace this. Florida Georgia Line. I don't know much about the band, but I feel like there's a lot of jorts going on there, and they enjoy their libations. <laughs> so let's keep it how it is. Yes, let's keep it how it is. All right, I'm back on the clock. And the guys. I'm a bit upset because I'm going to, I think I'm going to be at this game. <laughs> I look, I want to draft one more, but I feel like I got to draft the one I'm, I'm, I'm going to be at. Um, Ole Miss is going into college station and yeah. uh, we have been invited me and uh, the SG like stacking the money green and, and real money Kramer down to college station with some field passes. Boom. So beautiful. As much as I wanted to, t- I had one game actually higher. I think I have to take this one because I'm going to be there. And once again, I wish this was the week before because this is a great week of football that I'm potentially going to be watching from the <laughs> hotel room. But uh, Lane Train coming into uh, College Station. Uh, I can't wait to guy that I got my 12th man towel. Shout out to, to Cameron Kerr. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is an awesome game. Uh, Ole Miss just won ten games for the first time ever. Wow! Really? Ever. Yeah, the first time they've ever had double digit uh, double digit win season. They they traveled to Texas A and M. Texas A and M I thought was a little bit of fool's gold last year, <laughs> uh, mainly because their quarterback play, and I still don't know that they fixed that. So I you thought Ole Miss had bad quarterback play. No, A and M. A and M. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. thought they were <laughs> fool's gold? Jeez. Follow along, Patty. You know? Sorry. No, I, I thought you said uh, <laughs> Ole Miss was fool's gold. No. I said A and M was a little bit. I thought a little bit of fool's school. I know they're welcoming <laughs> me down there, okay. so they're 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 really good this year. Um, uh, no, so uh, I can't wait to go to this game. I think it's gonna be great. Twelfth man in the house. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll bring la- I'll, br- I'll I'll buy a dog. I'll bring one of those lassies down there. <laughs> there it is. You know what I mean? Not my favorite breed of dog, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll sell it the same weekend. All right, I'll, 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 I'll fly down there with that thing. He'll be yapping. All loyal, right. loyal creatures. Which I mean, didn't you watch They're last a year? Herding as a kid? animal, Nick. That's right. <laughs> Not uh, a big fan. What do you make of this game? Um, awesome. I think. Uh, what do you think of Ole Miss? Do you think they were legit last year? They were kind of like an arena football team. They remind me of the Iowa Barnstormers. Um, no, uh, not really. I mean, look, Ole Miss won this game by ten last year, where they ran for two fifty on A and M. Okay, so it wasn't like they were total aired out last year. That was two years ago. No, but uh, they, last they year were they still kind a of a game. finesse team. They were kind of a, a, a finesse team to me. What like I'm I saying st- is they ran for two fifty plus on the Aggies. That's getting it done. Yeah, but it's that Jeff Lebby running. It's not that, that shit ain't power running. That shit's not, like it's not the triple option. Read. Yeah, it's like it's not the fullback dive. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I would not call them a physical football team last year. Ole Miss was I'm not saying. a physical football team. We saw ain't what Baylor did to them. Uh, <laughs> anyway, since uh, since A and M joined the conference, series is five to four in favor of A and M. So pretty good series here. Yeah, pretty good series. Uh, who's gonna win this one? 
Jackson Dart against Max Launcher Johnson. <laughs> I mean, it's in <laughs> College Station. You got to go in. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna be there. Come on, get the drinks ready. Uh, all right, NC or Patty C. All right. You are on the clock, buddy. I feel like this one's pretty obvious. Um, I guess if you've had two teams in recent history and the group of five that have either had a chance to make the playoff or have made the playoff, they've obviously been UCF and Cincinnati. I had this ranked higher, but because I'm going to a and really? I had to boost this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this, but both these teams could be undefeated coming into this game. Uh, the fact that it's in the moon bounces, uh, Colby calls it, and I think it should be renamed. Um, makes it a tougher game for Cincinnati and one that UCF has a chance to win here. No, this game's going to be awesome because I think UCF uh, kind of back to where they would be. You know, I, I know they took a little bit of a step back, but I think with John Rice Plumley, I want to see how he transfers. does. I want to see how uh, Rice Plumley pans out, assuming he's a starter. But they still brought in a ton of talent from Auburn and from some other schools. Oh, they're going to be stacked. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the, the golden, the very golden Knights win this. I'm telling right. you right now. I think so. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's all. I don't bag. care if the Bearcats. I don't care if the Bearcats have won three in a row, including 56-21 last year. It's kind of a rebuilding season for Cincinnati. This is a fun game. I might have had a couple other ones higher, uh, but yeah, this should be a great game. Dude, this and game it's, is- gonna, it's gonna be the Big Twelve rivalry moving forward. Also, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think you're probably gonna have if UCF wins this, then they'll probably be hosting the AAC championship there. It's a vital game against, for, yeah, against my East Carolina Pirates. There you go. Ah. There you go. Right? Ah. Where am I at? Where am I at here? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, boom. I'm sorry to bring it up. I apologize. If you're not watching sorry, on YouTube, listeners. if you're not watching on YouTube, NC Nick is wearing an East Carolina shirt. Uh, yep. he, there we yeah, go. There you go. There you go. Uh, no, but Cincinnati UCF huge game in the AAC this year. I can't wait to watch it. I think I, I actually had this as the fourth best game of the week. So mm. can't argue. Um, can't argue. I, I had it seventh. Mm. Mm. There are a couple on here that might be. It's my turn, right? Yeah, it is. And let me, uh, let me cue you up here. All right. So this game, I mean, the overall series is, is laughable. It's 78 to seven and two, Mm. but last five years, these games have been classics. Uh, I'm talking about Oklahoma at Iowa state. In Norman last year, Oklahoma wins 28, 21 uh, in 2020 in COVID they split Iowa state one at home by seven, Oklahoma wins a big 12 championship game by six uh, in 2019. It's a one point Oklahoma win. Uh, Iowa state won uh, in Ames in Norman in 2017. So yeah, as lopsided as the overall series has been last five years, these games have been like classics. And, so and, and, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, I th- Iowa state boom. I think I think uh, this is correctly played, and this was originally going to be a Thursday night. You know, they moved it back to Saturday. Originally, Ooh, it was a bummer. Thursday night. That would have been so good. Really? They moved it to a Saturday. Um, this game is fantastic, and and I think Jeff Lebby coming into Oklahoma, I think he's kind of going to run a little bit. You know, I think Matt Campbell had success against Lincoln Riley. I think he'll still have success against uh, Jeff Lebby and and this. Uh, this offense with Dylan Gabriel. Can't wait to watch this one. The cornfield, you know, this place 
will be absolutely right. You won't have to worry about it, college football attendance in this game. In this game right here. This is this is one you're not going to be able to find a ticket. All yeah. right. So hottest uh, ticket in town. Yes. Yes. So uh, what do you make of this game, Patty? See. Um, I'm just a little curious as to whether Matt Campbell can maintain. I, I would need to go back, but they took a little step back. They didn't live quite up to expectations. And has that wave crashed on Iowa State? We know that they don't have uh, Purdy anymore. You guys think he's a lawn chair? I thought he was good. Or, or Brees Hall. Or Brees yeah. Hall. I, I'm more worried about the loss of Brees Hall. Than I mean, Brock Purdy. yeah, they had yeah. Montgomery and Hall during you know their their but stretch. When of, they won in Norman, uh, the the first year Nick was talking about, they didn't have Brock Purdy. They had somebody else and. Uh, can't recall his name, but uh, yeah, I assume Campbell will be able to coach up some offensive skill position players and recruit some talent low key. He's done that. He's proven that Yeah, David Montgomery before. Uh, yeah. Before uh, Br- uh, Brees Hall. Exactly. So, yeah. But until it's like, it's one thing for, to project that to happen without seeing the proof of it, but without it, you're just going, okay, we're assuming he's going to get some guy to play ball. Oklahoma is still way more talented. You know, it's scary for that. But the fact that Oklahoma has a new coach and Matt Campbell's got some continuity there. You would think maybe there's an advantage there for Iowa state. Yeah. I love this game. Can't wait to watch it. So many good games this Saturday. I'm actually, I'm telling you, I, this sounds bad. I'm very excited to go to college station, but fuck, I gotta, I gotta get a hotel really close. Halloween week really close is the new <laughs> heater. And yeah. Uh, I mean, all six of these games so far are fantastic. So, uh, all right, uh, the bounces back to me. And man, I am gonna. You know what? I think this is where it does drop off a tiny bit. Yeah. I'm gonna take you to. I'm gonna stay in the Big Twelve. We're going to Manhattan. We're going to Manhattan, Kansas, where I think, I think Kansas State is a legit contender to win the Big Twelve this year. Guess who uh, was a half a yard away from winning the Big Twelve last year? It was the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They return Spencer Sanders. They get Derek Mason coming in from Auburn to be the DC. Um, I, I just think Oklahoma State, Kansas State in Manhattan, Halloween. This I could see an upset from a mile away coming here. Give me K State to take down Oklahoma State in Manhattan. I am curious uh, what the recent history of this game would be. Um, I just pulled up basketball, so it'll take me a second to look it up. But uh, I'll tell you, the Cowboys won the last three. Okay, that's a little surprising. I mean, not that surprising, but Kansas State is the type of team that typically is able to bite even the best teams. I feel like Kansas State bites good teams as often as they lose to subpar teams, you know, they're right there. They're the Auburn of the uh, big 12. And so even in Manhattan over the last five games at Kansas state, it's just three two Kansas state. Yeah. But, but, so, but they're even their losses, two point loss in 2020. Uh, and the other loss was a six point loss in 2016. So right. I'm just saying this is going to be a good football game. Regardless, they're going to keep it close. I mean, what we haven't done the previews for these teams yet. So I haven't done the deep dive on research for either of them yet, but I am assuming that both are returning some uh, considerable talent. I would assume Oklahoma state is ahead of Kansas state based on last year. Well, They year. lost some defenders. Oklahoma state got hit in the transfer portal pretty bad on, on the defensive side of the ball yeah. and, and K state getting Adrian Martinez. I told you, I think they have the most dynamic but, uh, backfield Spencer. Um, Spencer Sanders is back is back. So yeah. that's a lot of experience returning for Gundy. 
I don't know. Going into Manhattan, that's kind of a coin flip. Give me kind K State upset special. You heard it here first. Come to the land down under. Uh, all right. So now, Patty C, you are on the clock. Well, I'd love to stay in the ACC, but there's a better game out there, and I know NC uh, Nick has this game dialed in. So I'm gonna go with the <laughs> SEC matchup. Arkansas traveling to the plains to play Auburn. And if you remember our episode, where we previewed uh, Arkansas, go listen to our Arkansas season preview episode because Chase Sessoms uh, also check out the notorious OTB podcast. But you know, he has, he was quick to bring up that this is the year we destroy Auburn because the past two years, he says, obviously you have the, the Bo Nick spike game where yeah. the ball is completely thrown behind him. It's a fumble. Uh, Arkansas recovers it, but they ruled it a spike. The SEC issued an apology. One of the worst missed calls. That was I've so ever bad. He turned that around was so bad. And spiked it so bad. And uh, and then last year he said, you know, I don't recall that last year's moment as much. But Chase was saying that for the past two years, shitty calls have cost Arkansas wins. He says this year we're going into Auburn and we're going to beat the tar out of him. And, and he's got a point potentially because Ryan Harson might not be coaching this game. What do you make of this one? Uh, Patty C uh, coming off a bye, but you're right. The, the five, four weeks or four of the five weeks prior include Penn state, LSU, Georgia, and Ole miss two of which are on the road. Then they get the bye going into Arkansas. It would be an opportune time to fire Brian Harson. If they lose to Ole miss going into a bye week give them a little time to regroup. So with that said, you would figure Arkansas would potentially have the advantage Arkansas coming off a bye as well. Nick, um, what, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I mean it's a solid game. Uh, I don't know if Chase knows; he probably does. But uh, Auburn's won six in a row in this series. Yeah, he mentioned so it. It wasn't just. I, I understand the last two games. Maybe there was some some bad whistles. Last year was thirty eight to twenty three uh, at Arkansas, which is was kind of surprising. But you're right. I mean, when I, when I looked at this game, my big question was: is is Harrison still the coach? Uh, Harston, not Harston, buddy. Whatever, man. Don't have to correct me. Every, <laughs> just fucking roll with it, okay? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Say Harrison or Harston. You, you got correct me every time it's on that. It's Auburn. Right? I think everyone doesn't get. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, they, they don't correcting give, on pe people on. I know uh, name yeah. pronunciation. Know. He actually <laughs> knows one name. He let's knows one name. So let's have you go through the roster of BYU and see how the fuck you do. All right. Uh, anyway. La 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 paya. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's a good game. It's a fun game. I had, I did have ones higher. Uh, it might get kind of lost in the mix, especially if it's at the same time as the cocktail party or something like that. But it's a decent game. All right, Wednesday, well, Nick, you're on the clock. I thank you for saving it uh, for me, there, Patty C. You're quite I think uh, you know, not without. You know, this, first off, this is a Thursday night game, and I don't have all the Thursday night games in front of me. But I'm gonna go out and say this is the best. Power Five Thursday night game all year. It would have uh, been is, Oklahoma Iowa State. Those bastards. Woulda coulda shoulda. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech at NC State. It's a big matchup. I mean, obviously there's ACC coastal implications, or might be uh, there. There's uh, there's definitely Atlantic implications. Maybe coastal too. We don't know what to expect of uh, of the Hokies. I will say that they they what they've won five in a row in the series. So they've kind of had NC State's number, but they don't play every year. Uh, it's a fun game. It's Thursday night, you know. And actually, this this week here, the uh, the weekday games are are pretty damn nice. 
So uh, this kind of headlines them, but uh great game, 7.30 PM Eastern time in Raleigh. Hell, I might have to go to this. There you go. I like it. And I mean, I don't know if does the week, does week one count as a Thursday? Who's Cause that? you do have Not really, you Not have really. West Virginia Pitt and uh, Purdue, uh, Purdue, Penn state. You also have a Virginia tech, West Virginia, Thursday night game. I think week three, I think Ooh, from a combined yeah. end of season wins and egg bowl. Thursday, mm. Thanksgiving, Thursday. That doesn't so, count either. Okay. That doesn't count either. A lot we're of ones don't like- count. I got you. <laughs> I got you. He's trying to squeeze in this ACC shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, this is a great game. I'm sure Raleigh will be packed. But uh, the question is is, uh, you know, I saw recently a publication that had NC State number four in the nation. I, I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to have four losses on their schedule by the time this game is played or after, actually, but after this game is played. All right. After well, this game you know, is played. NC State's never been a good front runner. Yeah, it's a great game, though. I, I can imagine this being, uh, you know, packed and, and they're chomping at the bit to take on the Hokies. Uh, Brent Pry, Thursday night. That's Yet another a, that's game. Third. That's is that three Virginia Tech games on a Thursday. Are they coming back to Thursdays? They're there. Like they're it. getting together. I Obviously, like on a Thursday night, it makes sense to make uh, this game coming off a bye for both teams. But again, another yet one. another game. Both yeah. teams coming off a bye. All right. So now it will hop over to me. But before we get there, I got to get us paid again. I want to tell you that the college football experience. Week nine previews brought to you by Sleeper. Yeah, Sleeper's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. Uh, it's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their brand new over under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under, uh, over or the under on their stat projection. For example, number of points in a basketball game, hits in a baseball game catches in a, uh, in a football game, right? Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times that money to over 20 times the money you put in. I'm telling you. And the main reason why I love it, I love sleeper because yeah, the over under is great, but you also have the app where you can, you know, the, the, the contest with your buddies, it's a lot of fun. You can have your buddies join the group, talk shit to each other. It's got a built-in chat and everything. So it's a lot of fun. Um, so stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their brand new over under game and have fun with your friends while you make some money. All right. And by the way, on your mobile phone, join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Mm. I mean, come on. That's right. Join our squad and get the hundred percent deposit match sleeper.com slash S G P. All right. It's back to me. $300. Is that what I just heard? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Guys. Um, there's a lot that I like out there still, but I mean, you can't, uh, if I, even if I am going to the A and M game, it's not going to ruin my Friday night when the pirates, when the pirates oh, come gosh. into Provo, <laughs> because when you're in East Carolina, you go for it every time or you don't coach at East Carolina. You don't come to East Carolina. You don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it, write it, Slightly write it overplayed. Here. Hey, well, the last time you know, it's not 8 PM Friday night by itself. Go right on. And let's, let's, let's remind Patty C. Cause I think, I think even Patty C might have a diluted memory. Scotty Montgomery went one and oh against BYU when they came to Greenville. When wow. they came to Greenville, they wow. took an L. So you bite your tongue on this matchup, buddy. Uh, hey, hey, Dundee, you know yeah. what they don't do in Greenville? 
They don't soak. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> they go all the way. All right. <laughs> they might, go for it every time. You might get your ass in. All right. Like, <laughs> uh, Even if that means waking up with a lot of regret, they go for it every time at ECU. Uh, in this, Greenville, they fuck, and they're gonna yeah. fuck some shit up in Provo. <laughs> you better believe that. And we're 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 coming. All right, we are coming to Provo. Uh, what do you make of the game? Patty C doesn't like it. Thinks it's over overrated here. Well, there's just some other games on the schedule that are less personal in nature. This but this is I, the only game on Friday. <laughs> well, of magnitude. This is a great. This is a fun Friday night game. I. Agree. It is, and I think you know. You know what? BYU kind of underratedly gets chippy too. They've been in some fights under Mendenhall. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. I could see if these ECU fans come to Provo and tear down these goalposts, oh. a Mormon Ooh. riot happening. <laughs> uh, I think I need to go to this game. Maybe on maybe I, I show up at the college a, station uh, late. What's right. that? There you go. I just want to see a bunch of ECU fans in Provo. I mean, that's just it's like culture clash. Wait, there's not I mean, enough alcohol. It, they're gonna, they're not going to be drunk. They're not going to be drunk because right. like they all have the, the beers are like are like three point two percent. I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. ECU fans are gonna be 30 beers deep and just sitting there like, "Are you feel anything? I don't feel anything. What the fuck, right? <laughs> Must be the altitude." Right. Uh, no, th- this game's great. I can't wait. Friday night, ESPN. Let's do this damn thing. All right, Patty C. You can claim one of your games on Saturday. See, that's another thing. Well, why this game gets played there is because Friday night's the lone. I mean, yes, there's another yeah. game, but it's the best game of the day. So no, this is the only one Friday. No, I I uh, I thought no, I saw. No, there's three. There's three games on Thursday. Only oh, one no. on Friday. All the way down the list, we got a uh, Louisiana Tech at Florida. No, Louisiana Tech at Florida International is a Friday game now. Oh, it's okay. I guess ESPN Sports. Well, yet. that's because that's because it's on CBS Sports. So keep an eye out on oh, that. So just still have all the games. What is it, Louisiana Tech at Florida International? They're going to the airport. Um, all right. Okay. They have, uh, yeah, this website has listed Saturday at 8 p.m. But whatever, okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's hop on over, Patty C. It's going to be your chance to to play a game that you think was higher rated than ECU BYU. Well, it's got some conference implications and some division implications, and both of these teams should be on you know the watch for a division championship. That's Pittsburgh, the defending champs of the ACC, going to North Carolina, uh, where you would assume Mac Brown, based on his recruiting, will have North Carolina up again uh, in what could be for the ACC Coastal here. Yeah, last year the Coastal going to go out with a bang. One more six and six team in the in the uh, <laughs> in right. the ACC championship. To get please. slaughtered by Clemson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pitt at North Carolina. I think these games have been. They've know. been great. Yeah. Five straight, great five straight games decided by a touchdown. Really? Or less. Really? These okay. games have been fun of late. Uh, Pitt has won the last two, but they were both in the steel city. So now we come down to chapel Hill with, with the wine and cheese crowd. Uh, it's going to be fun. Although they've been a very competitive, apparently not at all memorable. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember any, but Hey, that's because the ACC keeps me asleep. That's right. Uh, but Hey, I like this matchup. Yeah. Maybe it is pit. They, look, Pitt might be flying under the radar. I, I was, uh, they return like both their lines of scrimmage. That's going to be, it's, they're, they're, I mean, their their line is nasty. A defending champ yeah. to be bringing back their, their trenches. Yeah. And, and I believe and they get Slovis. So, yeah. you know, Slovis has been a respectable quarterback, you know, at, at a power five level. So it shouldn't be that much of a fall off. 
pit on the back end of a back-to-back road trip, Louisville, then North Carolina, maybe at UNC's, at UNC is no big deal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, look, Chapel Hill, you said it yourself. Uh, I mean, North uh, Carolina, they were coming off a bye. Uh, but but you said it yourself, NC Nick. They're a wine and cheese crowd. Um, exactly. I, I can't fucking find this audio. Gosh, <laughs> I'm really botching this thing. Um, I, I'm curious as to what you're playing. I, I don't know. Hippie Olympics. Doesn't matter who wins because they're all losers. <laughs> uh, all right. And with that, NC Nick is on the clock. All right. I could go a couple different directions here, but let me ask you guys this. You know, we know Georgia's reloading big time. If Georgia doesn't win the sec East, what two teams might be the most likely. I'm still going to say Florida because I can look, I get your point and I know where you're going here. I need to see <laughs> it to believe it with Kentucky, T- uh, yeah. even Tennessee. Like, I, I I'm wondering if Tennessee just got fortunate, kind of like Michigan state did last year. I want to see it consistently before right. I, I mean, if anything, I buy into Michigan state before I do Tennessee. Now, you, I, you got you got two quarterbacks here on NFL radars. That's true. And with, Hooker. with Hooker and Levis battle against whiskeys here too. Right? That's right. I think this is a fun game here. And I think it's, it's, you know, when we played Ole Miss Texas A&M like five, six games ago, What's the difference, really? Uh, you know, because I think these two teams could have almost just as much say in their respective uh, divisions. So uh, yeah, Kentucky, Tennessee. I think the difference is this, though, buddy, is that I think A and M is up five to four. I think Tennessee has still owned this rivalry, and if you pull it up, uh, yes, they still have. Yes, Kentucky's only won three in the past. They've only won three games since 1985 against Tennessee. Three games since 1985. Those have been all been relatively recently. Though. They have been relatively recently, but still, even with that, Tennessee has still won uh, what three of the past five, and uh, I think that's what? pretty fair. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk. Let's let's not talk old shit. Okay, let's talk. Uh, you know, recent history. <laughs> Last five years is three two. That sounds pretty tight to me. And they've only won in Knoxville once. Once the last time they last time they played thirty four to seven. Once since nineteen eighty four. Holy, you're shit. bringing up old shit just like a woman. <laughs> uh, hey, who do you think wins this one? I think this is a this is a good game because I have no idea who's winning this game. Yeah, it's a, a, it's gonna be tight, man. It's gonna be close. Where it's not gonna be thirty four to seven this year. Yeah, I mean Kentucky ten win team multiple times recently, right? Yeah. And then uh, Tennessee, presumably coming up, continuing to grow. I think we might have an immovable object meeting an irresistible force, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, sign me up. I like it. I like it. Uh, okay, Patty C. Oh no, this is me now. This is me now. What am I talking about? Um, all right. Well, before we before I get to my draft pick, I just want to uh, if you're watching on YouTube, just hang on for a second because for the podcast sake, we got to switch over to side B. So hang on one second. 